Gridiron Grinder! Hut hut hike! Alright, we're rolling. It's Gridiron Grinder time. I'm Ryan. With me as always is my buddy James. Just a couple of dudes hanging out, talking about what's going on in the NFL each week. Uh, this is episode 145 of Gridiron Grinder. And for tonight, we're going to kick things off with Name That Stadium like we always do. Uh, then we're going to jump into the news from this past week, which is really the past two weeks because we skipped last week. Uh, and then we're going to go and do a uh, 2023 NFL schedule preview, which, you know, that came out the other week. We're going to talk about, uh, you know, some of like the, the key games for the season, the international matchups, revenge games, blah, 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 all that kind of fun stuff. Uh, and, uh, you know, lastly, we'll, we'll close it off with our question of the week. And so, yeah, with all that being said, how's it going tonight, James? It's going good. How's it going with you? It's going good, man. Going good. Yeah. Just, uh, getting my bearings, having a week off, you know, got to get settled back in and, you know, like, uh, you just, you, you're going big time, you know, big baller on us here, man. And so we gotta, you know, we got to accommodate you. Yeah. yeah. It happens. It was just like last week with the flooring being put in, I, I couldn't do shit. Like, he left at like eight o'clock on like Wednesday, and then we were moving over the weekend, so I kind of I had to drive down and back like three hours each way to <laughs> transport our animals. Hey, you're moving up in the world, man. You're moving up in the world. It's all good stuff. Uh, and yeah, so hey, for anybody who's watching, just hit you up real quick with some housekeeping items. Uh, these episodes do get kind of lengthy, so we uh, we basically. Uh, bookmark everything in the description of the video if you want to jump around skip sections whatever uh, and if you haven't already please subscribe to the show we do this every week and uh, you know it's the off season so we're going to be coming up with probably you know like some creative topics here sooner than later but uh, you know we try to keep it relevant with current events so the schedule was released we're going to cover that tonight and uh, I think next week we're going to do some super early record predictions, something like that. And, you know, we're just going to keep it going every week till we get back to some actual gridiron football action. So, uh, yeah, I guess, James, that's, uh, I guess, cue for you to take the ball and run with it with Name That Stadium, man. So this is the section where, as you can see, I'm traveling around to different venues that host uh, NFL games, um, generally try to tie it into something um, each week, you guess, uh, first person to guess, get it right. We'll give you an extra special shout out, probably bookmark it. You can replay it. You guess, you get it right after the first person. Then cool. We'll, we might even mention you guessing it wrong. We might make fun of you a little bit, poke fun <laughs> because a lot of times, a lot of times it's obvious where, where I am. There's, there's some clue behind me in the, in the video or something I say during this the time we're talking that that kind of keys you in but um well two weeks ago i was i believe i was in detroit and i can't remember the reason for it i think i think oh no 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 because it was announced the the schedule release was announced and detroit was was starting or playing the first game of the season at at kansas city and so I was a little I was a little annoyed of it, so I picked Detroit because I'm gonna be in Kansas City for work the previous week to the oh, game. Yeah. <laughs> and I was I really annoyed me that it's like, why can't I be there the following week? But it is what it is. Yeah, yeah, you gotta stretch that out, man. Make it happen. Mm -hmm. Easier said than done, I know. 
Yeah, a lot easier said than done. All right. Well, yeah. Hey, hopefully we get a taker. You know, I think we only get about a 10% hit rate on name that stadium, and it's been a while. But uh, you never know. Maybe it'll get all fired up and we'll get some action. Uh, but otherwise, yeah, we'll, we'll move it on over. We'll do our recap of the past week, uh, past two weeks, rather. And, uh, you know, I think the biggest thing, like by far and away, James, uh, was the passing of Jim Brown. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he uh, is now resting in peace. He made it to 87 years of age. And uh, pretty much anybody who knows anything about football knows that this guy was one of the greatest of all time. And, you know, we're talking uh, running back, and I'm just pulling up a couple of the stats here. Running back from the Cleveland Browns from 1957 through 1965. uh, He, let's just say, let's just see, 2,359 rushing attempts for 12,312 rushing yards, Mm -hmm. 106 touchdowns, and he averaged 104.3 rushing yards per game. All records at the time he retired, and the only player in NFL history with over 100 yards rushing per game for his career. Yeah. I, you know, that's just scratching the surface. We could talk all day about this oh, guy. Yeah. Like, he's, he not only, I'm going to correct you a little bit. Yeah, he's one of the greatest football players, but he's, if not the greatest American athlete, He's one of the greatest American athletes ever. Um, not only football. football. Football wasn't even his best sport. His best sport was lacrosse. He's, he's actually actually been mentioned as one of the top three lacrosse players all time. Okay. Yeah, see, I didn't um, even know that he, about him. He Holy played, cow. He played, he played four sports in college. He, played, he, he, did, he did track. Um, he, he was a lacrosse player in college. He played basketball in college and football. Um, he averaged 13 points a game in basketball for the two years that he he played um, varsity varsity because you know they had the non varsity 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 basketball at Syracuse. Um, he actually could have and probably would have if, if it existed at the time played professional lacrosse instead of professional football. Uh, he stepped away from football in his prime because the Cleveland Browns were jackasses. Um, no, seriously, he, he retired from football because he was filming a movie in Europe and there were production delays, which was going to make him late for training camp. And the owner said, well, every day you're late, I'm going to find you. He said, you okay. know what? Fuck you. I retire. Yeah. Bad move, man. Not Not for him, for the team. No. <laughs> yeah, because because after after that, like I mean, in his prime, he stepped away from football for uh, for his acting career. He started. He was in like something like thirty movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, the dude was amazing. Yeah, he was definitely. Um, it's just it's just crazy. Like, and it was was it like eight of his nine years. In the NFL, eight of his nine seasons, he led the league in rushing. Yeah, I don't, I don't remember what it was, but yeah, it was. I mean, you know, it was something like that. I'm just doing a quick calc here while you're talking. Three, one, two, five, five. I mean, the dude averaged five point two one nine yards per carry 
over his career. <laughs> That's just insane, man. You know, like you see guys, like you might remember uh, Jamal Charles when he was with the Kansas City Chiefs. He had like a crazy high yards per carry average. But the the duration of his career was a lot shorter. You know, like for somebody to stay over five yards for the entirety of their career at that length, I mean, just unbelievable. You know, when you watched him play, I mean, we still see the highlights, obviously. You know, totally different era of football. But the dude was just a beast, man. Ran really hard. Uh, I mean, he just looked like physically imposing on the field. It was, um, you know, yeah, just just amazing, man. Just amazing. Yeah, I'm trying to look for what year he didn't lead, lead the league in rushing. Okay. Um, because it was it was like he was close. It was it was like one of the years in the middle. That's all right. You don't have to, you know, dig too deep. It's all good, man. Um, well, let's just keep moving on, man. So, you know, in other news from this past week, uh, this one, I, I don't know, what was this just today? The DeAndre Hopkins news? Yeah, it was It was like a couple, like an hour or two before I, I sent you. It was, it blew me away that it happened. Yeah. Yeah, like last week he was making comments about wanting to be, you know, on a, what, a team with like a stable GM and a, a mm. quarterback that loves the game. And, you know, and now here we are a week later, he's released. They, they obviously, you know, I, I would like to believe they would have preferred to trade him and they couldn't. And so uh, a shock, man, that they, they released him. Uh, I mean, we kind of knew that this was going to be a wasted year for Arizona anyhow. But man, I don't know. It, it's a big, big name guy to just flat out release him. Yeah, it's it's crazy. Apparently, uh, apparently, so this year he would have like a thirty million dollar cap hit, and by releasing him, they're only saving eight million dollars. So he yeah. has like a twenty three million dollar, twenty two point six million dollar cap hit. Or dead cap hit for them this year, which is which is crazy. I gotcha. And apparently, like looking at this here, he's only he's only dropped three passes over the last three seasons. He dropped three passes on three hundred and fifteen targets. Yeah, he he's pretty darn good. Um, I mean, obviously the the salary cap component is tricky because wherever he goes, you know, I don't think we're going to see him taking some kind of huge discount. You know, I think he, he wants big money. There was talk about him. Mm -hmm. Does he want highest paid receiver money? And he was saying he didn't really, he wasn't like looking for that, but everybody thought he was. And, and then, I don't know, my concern with him, man, is he's just one of these guys that he's great on the field, but it seems like he's never freaking practicing, man. And so mm -hmm. it just, you know, like I'd be hesitant with him coming to my team. You know, I really would. 
unless like it was like um you know you're gonna pair them with like rogers with the jets or something where you get like a veteran quarterback that's like no 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 it's all right you know we'll make it work and uh whatever but like if i'm on a team like the lions man i would just be so suspect bringing him in when it's like you're asking everybody else to work their balls off and then you got a guy that's just like you know every week not going to practice uh-huh. Yeah, which is which is probably part of the reason why there were nobody was trading would willing to trade for him is that yeah. that that part of it. Yeah, send him to Baltimore, man. Let him and Lamar figure it so, out. So, so apparently, Baltimore was one of the. I had heard this one of the rumored um, teams that were interested in trading for him. Okay. And let him let him make a move, man. Let him pay him some money, and you got him, Lamar, and Odell Beckham, man. You know, let's see what they can do. Obviously, they still got Mark Andrews at tight end, but it's like, okay, well now Lamar can't complain that he doesn't have wide receivers. So he took a big like. It's a little bit more what he said. I'm seeing the quote now, and he took a huge dig at Kyler. Okay. His his full quote was, "I've been through three or four GMs in my career, so a state, so so stable management, a QB who loves the game, a QB who brings everybody on board with him and pushes not just himself but everybody around him, and a great defense. A great defense wins championships." Yeah, I knew the defense stuff, but yeah, okay. So he said he he'd want to play with Mahomes, Jackson, Allen, Hurts, or Herbert. I don't blame him. Neither <laughs> do I. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, hey, you know, if you're Kansas City, I mean, you know, Mahomes, it, it, it's like you know that that team is all about Mahomes. Uh-huh. You know, that's a, that's an example where you could bring him in. And if Mahomes is comfortable with it and it's like, yeah, I don't need that much time to practice with him because we're going to get it done on game day. Well, then, fine, because, you know, them, it's like the cherry on top just to try and go out and get another Super Bowl. I'm sorry, I just saw something that caught me out of it. Yeah, exactly. But but the Kansas City offense has gone away from from that real – the way that Hopkins plays with the deep threat. It's Kansas City offense is more more of a low, high, high percentage, low-risk throws. Doesn't have, it doesn't hurt to have wrinkles. It doesn't, but I don't. I just don't see the fit there with Kansas City. All right. Now, now Baltimore, yeah, a hundred percent. I see a fit in Baltimore. Uh, Sorry, well, I have a new well, chair. Yeah, probably, kind of... probably Buffalo too. You know, Josh Allen likes to drop it deep, and Stefan Diggs is wanting a solid running mate. True, but didn't they just draft? Didn't they just sign or draft somebody that that they're looking to? Well, to... I mean, hey, you want it now? This is how you do it. True. <laughs> All right, let's keep moving, man. So uh, next up, we got safety Tony Jefferson. Uh, he has announced his retirement from the NFL after ten seasons. Journeyman safety, played with Arizona, Baltimore, San Francisco, and the New York Giants. Uh, one of these guys, just like always, like uh, 
uh, good, but maybe not like in the great category. Um, and, uh, you know, hey, 10 years in the NFL, man, it's effing impressive. So good yeah. for him. Yeah. Uh, the next thing <clears throat> I had, James, is the uh, league has approved the emergency third quarterback. Uh, and so, you know, this is all coming from that San Francisco game against Philly. You know, Purdy got hurt and then whatever, whoever it was, Josh Johnson or whatever behind him got a concussion. And so they like basically didn't have a quarterback in that game. And I'm kind of conflicted on it. You know, it's like, you know, you've got your, your 53 man roster. And, you know, if you're only going to activate two quarterbacks, it's like, you know, the rules and you know, the risk. And if it happens, you get burned, you know, you roll that dice, it's on you. But, you know, I get it, something big happened, and so now we're changing things up. It, it I don't know, it just, it's, like. It's, I, not, it's not, I disagree with you, it's not changing things up. So it was like, it was like five years ago, they got rid of the emergency third quarter round. Yeah, I just. And they, they had guess, it, they got rid of, they got rid of it. And, let, let me just say this, it, it's just, you know, if it's that much of a concern, I wouldn't be focusing just on the quarterback position. I'd be saying, okay, we're going to add three spots to the roster, the active roster, or something like that. And then it's like, you can choose if it's a quarterback or not, but if you only if you only have two and you get burned like this, it's on you. You know, like, I just, I don't know, like, this is, I, I know it's like the most important position in the game, but it mm-hmm. just to me, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I have mixed opinions on it is what I'm saying. So, so, so but the thing with the, like the emergency third quarterback, if, if like, if he goes in before like the fourth quarter, fourth quarter, then the first two quarterbacks, your number one, number two can't reenter the game and they're effectively gone. So it's, I, I see your point. I was surprised when they got rid of it. Yeah. Because because it was, and especially with with like all the concussion stuff that they're going through, like something fluke happens yeah. and you don't want that to like severely affect the game, like it did with San yeah. Francisco. Like it yeah, moved. I mean, but it's like you know, go back to COVID. Like, what team was it? Denver or whoever had to have a wide receiver at quarterback. You know, because their quarterbacks got COVID and they got ruled out. And they they had the wide receiver. I don't know, like he completed one pass or something as a quarterback. But it's it just like it's just like if it was going to change, why didn't something like that spur it? You know, it's like oh, because San Francisco lost a big game in the playoffs. Now we're going to change it. It's just to me, it I don't know. I just don't like I don't like the sequence of events. Well, see, but but that situation with Denver, they had four quarterbacks on their roster that got COVID. So they didn't actually have anybody that could be an emergency third quarterback. I mean, there was no emergency third quarterback at that time. Anyhow. Right. But like, but like, even if, even if, if they're like, Oh, well you have to have a quarterback play. Like it's like at that point, they were, they were SOL no matter what is what they they were SOL no matter what. So it wouldn't have mattered if, if the, emergency third quarterback or if they're like oh let's have an emergency third quarterback if that wouldn't have fucking mattered because they were screwed they had four quarterbacks on their roster and all four of them got covid or were close contacts so bad example but you knew where i was going with it yeah 
No, and I understand your point. It 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 does. You make decisions every every week, but the impact of fluke occurrences, you they look at. So they're looking at it in the sense of well, this severely affects the competitive nature of the game. I, yeah, but, I mean, you know, fifty three people on the roster. That's more than enough positions to have two guys for every spot on offense and defense plus some, you know, plus, you know, you add in special teams. It's like if, if you're a team and you think having a quarterback's that important, I, I just feel like there's ample room for you to prioritize it and have a third one already. Uh, and, and then if it's, and then if not, then we're saying that the roster's just not big enough. And so just take it up a couple spots. Yeah. I my point is, is I didn't think when they got rid of the emergency third quarterback, whenever it was, five years ago, ten years ago, yeah. I didn't think they should have done that. I got you. Especially with their going over for player safety and with, with like concussions and yeah. and and like you can have like an offensive lineman, you can you can keep plugging people in there to to play that position, so to speak, but. And it's not going to really necessarily affect the, the game that much. But a quarterback you, or a running back, you could plug somebody in to be a running back or you don't have to run the ball. But if you don't have some a quarterback that can throw the ball more than five yards, oh, yeah. then, yeah. then yeah, you're basically fucked. Dead the water. Yep. Yeah. I and got you. No and that's why they did it. Like, like, but I see, I understand your point. <laughs> All right, well, we're talking quarterbacks. Let's talk about a quarterback, Matt Ryan. Uh, we know his one year in Indy did not go well, and uh, he has joined CBS as a football analyst for this upcoming season, James. Uh, from what I saw, he will answer the phone if a team gives him a call to come back and suit up. And so he's saying this is not a retirement, uh, but, you know, I don't know. You, he needs he needs like some things to fall in his lap yeah. the right way for him to come back. I think. Like I th- I think and I I said this before you when he was traded to Indy. I thought he was shot. Like I th- I thought it was it was time. It was a good trade for Atlanta getting something for him, but I thought he was completely yeah. shot. I you know I was hopeful that he had more in him because you know Atlanta the roster really fell apart that last year he was there. Mm. You know, that was like, if I'm thinking right, that was the Ridley year that he got suspended, right? Or no, that was last year when he was no, in that Indy. was last, last yeah. year Ridley was suspended, but Ridley didn't want There was something, no, Ridley, um, there, there was something, with, he stepped away. Okay. Yeah, so, you know, either he way, that last from, year he, he stepped, was there. Right, because he was, he, Ridley was suspended for gambling on NFL games while he had stepped away from the team to focus on his mental health. Where if, if he would have, if the, the team left him on the roster or left him as under contract, which is what made the gambling um, an issue, where if he wasn't on the roster, it wouldn't have been an issue. I got you. Yeah, and so either way, I, I, I thought that last year he was in Atlanta, uh, you know, the team was kind of falling apart around him. Yeah. So I, I was hopeful that going to Indy, he'd be able to get back up there because Indy looked like they were very talented. 
And then, man, Indy just was like, it was like a snake bit whatever. Their offensive line looked horrible, even though they were like a top five unit for years. And the running game was gone. Like, I mean, everything just fell apart defensively. They had so many issues. Um, you know, Shaq Leonard, that, that whole thing. I mean, it just... So, I, I don't know. I kind of feel bad for Matt Ryan, you know. But, um, hey, the dude still had a great career, even if this is, you know, if this is the end, he's had a great career. Um, but, you know, nothing wrong with going and being an analyst, man. He's a sharp guy, and I'm sure he'll do well with that. Yeah, I, I think he, he, he'll do fine with that. I I don't I don't know who would pick up the phone and call him. Like it has, it has to be. There's got to be some injuries or something. Yeah. Like out of complete desperation. Yeah. Like, Oh, you know, the jets are, you know, 10 and two and Rogers is out for the year. And they're like, okay, we're just going to try it because we were making a run. <laughs> you know, like, let's see mm-hmm. if we can keep it going in the playoffs. I don't know. That's just me throwing out some wild scenario. Yeah, that's. I see, I see that. I just I don't. It's like I said. It's going to be a complete desperation type situation. All right. So the next one I got on my list here, James, and Damakong Sue. He is saying, similar to Matt Ryan, he's not retiring. He's not on a team. He hasn't signed up with one of the networks, but he's just letting people know that he has not thrown in the towel yet. He is also making it very clear that he will not sign with the team until after training camp. And, uh, you know, we talked about DeAndre Hopkins earlier and him not practicing and, you know, whatever else. There are people linking Sue to come back to the Lions, and I'm definitely not digging that shit, especially if this guy is, like, publicly saying he's not going to sign until after training camp. Uh, You know, if you want to come to the Lions, man, you better be all in because like mm-hmm. everybody else is buying into that Dan Campbell, Brad Holmes, you know, work your butt off kind of mentality. Uh, I can't, I can't have a guy like Sue come in and ruin that, man. Oh, I agree with you. Like, like I think I said when we kind of talked about it was like, like if it's that final piece that's going to win, take the Lions to the Super Bowl, I'm, I'll take, I'll say take the Lions to the Super Bowl, not to, not win it, but like that's that absolute final yeah, piece. Get them over that us, hump. Get us over the hump. Then I'd be all for it, but to as you're as you're building, no. Yeah, and I mean, hey, we do have a need at defensive tackle, but yeah, just not. It's not the right fit, not right now. Uh, so all right, next up, James. You know, Pittsburgh signed a couple of their quarterbacks, re-signed a couple of their quarterbacks. Looks like they uh, they're hanging on to Mitch Trubisky and Mason Rudolph uh, for a little while longer. And so you know, we know Kenny Pickett's the man there. Maybe this is like the third quarterback rule thing coming into play. They decided, hey, you know, we're going to keep both these guys as backups just in case we ever need one of them, you know? Mm-hmm. So I, I thought for sure Rudolph was gone. But, uh, hey, you know, I, he was like a former third-round pick. So they, they thought, what the heck, you know, for a backup, just keep it rolling. Yeah, you know, I was – I, I thought I had heard both of them were gone, and yeah. so I was, it surprised me a little bit, but, I mean, they do need backups. They're familiar with the situation. While you're talking about Pickett, um, a little side story on it, it was apparently his SUV 
which had the Pittsburgh Steelers playbook on it, in it, Uh-oh. was stolen. <laughs> oh, jeez. Apparently, it was it was found it, or it was police found it, but he had his SUV stolen with his playbook in it. <laughs> That's not good. That's not good. <laughs> no. First of all, why the fuck? Is, why the fuck is your playbook playbook sitting in your car? Yeah, lock that thing up in the safe. Exactly. Um, all right, so you know, wrapping up my part of the news here, I got to touch on my Central Michigan guys. Uh, we talked after the draft that there were a few of them hanging out there undrafted that I was hopeful would line up with some squads. Uh, defensive end Thomas Incoom. He has signed with the Denver Broncos. Fingers crossed he can hang in there. Uh, And then tight end Joel Wilson, he has signed with the New Orleans Saints. Same thing. Fingers crossed for him. I like the landing spot for both these guys. And so, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, there's nothing guaranteed. Obviously, you're undrafted. You know, the odds are stacked against you. Uh, But I I liked the profile on Incum a lot. Uh, And I think that the Saints have a need at tight end. Uh, at least for depth, and I believe you liked the profile on Wilson a lot, and so, you know, hey, we're just hoping for the best with these guys, man. Yeah, hopefully they latch on. I, we'll see. Yeah, it's it's tough. We know it's a outside chance, uh, but that's all I got news wise, man. What do you uh, What do you got? What I miss? A couple little things. Um, one, I just saw saw this article, so I'm not sure um, that. I haven't read through it, but apparent, apparently Le'Veon Bell says he wants to continue, or he wants to latch on to a team and ultimate, no, 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 and then retire as a Steeler. Oh my gosh, man. I don't even know when the last time he played. He hasn't. Played, when was his last season? Um, I know he boxed Adrian Peterson last year. 2020, all right, yeah, no, it's... He technically played for the Chiefs in 2020. He, he was on the Chiefs in 2020. He didn't play for, the, for in the Super Bowl. Um, okay. He played, well, no, in 2021, let's see... 2021 season, he played in five games for the Ravens. Okay. Well, it, it's it's too long of a stretch, yeah. especially for a running back to come back now. Yeah, it's. I mean, and he's 31 now, but it's, I just thought it was crazy. Yeah. Like I liked I, him a lot early in his career, and then. He started doing some stupid stuff, you know, like he made the, you know, kind of like, I don't, I don't know what I want to call it a demand, but you know, the contract thing with Pittsburgh, he was like, I want top running back and top wide receiver pay because I do both. And it was just like, okay, dude, that's just ridiculous. And then he started uh, like making rap albums or something. And it was just like, Oh, you're not even focused on football anymore, and then it and then it just fell off a cliff, man. I mean, it was yeah. ugly. So, yeah, so I, a bummer, man. Fellow Sparty, you know, sad to see it go down that way. Yeah, and the other thing, and I have not been able to f- find any more details on it. 
on percentage or anything, but apparently Tom, well, two things about Tom Brady. Sure. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah, go ahead. First thing about Tom Brady is he's been dating an undisclosed blonde superstar. Um, which, I mean, that sends so many questions. Like, I've heard it's not Kim Kardashian. Well, she, she she's not she's blonde. Bl- she's blonde right now. Oh, I didn't know she was. I don't, I don't keep up with with them. I don't yeah. give a shit about them. I um, don't either, but I saw the article where somebody from Brady's camp said, nope, it's not her. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, the more football-related news with Tom Brady is yeah. he has reached a deal to become a minority owner in the Las Vegas Raiders. Hey, good for him, man. Which, oh, there's three things with Tom Brady. but No decision-making, though. From what no, I is, no, I, I, you know, I haven't read read any details. I have of it. Um, I just, I just had heard that. I haven't had time to research it. Yeah. But I mean, it's a surprise that the that Bob Kraft didn't do that with the Patriots for him. And what does that say? But well, I mean, if you're an owner, I don't know, man. I think a lot of owners they're hanging on to it. They don't want to give up any pieces of it. Yeah. And but Davis needs the money because rumors are is that that the Raiders are the poorest franchise in the league. Yeah, maybe that's a factor. I don't you know, I don't really totally know, but uh hey, you know, it's cool to see a guy like Brady get a piece of the action like that. You know, if any player could get to that level, you know, it should be a guy like him for sure. Yeah, and then with that said, the I believe it's the Philadelphia game, first week one at home. It's either Philadelphia or Miami, one week one or week two. I can't remember specifically, but Brady is going to return to Foxborough and be honored by um by by the Patriots. Probably have his number retired. Blah blah okay. blah. Um. Okay. Yeah, I got you. Yeah. Hey, that's cool. Good for him, man. But that's all I had for for the news that you missed that I picked up on over the well, last two weeks. Well, thank you. Thank you for filling the void. Uh, all right. Well, yeah, let's, let's switch it over here and let's do our 2023 schedule preview. And so, um, you know, we don't really have, like, an official structure oh, for this. Oh, We're just gonna... there was the, oh, the flex. Yeah. Weeks 13 to week 17 – the league approved flexing games to Thursday night. Okay. Um, they they voted twenty four to eight. I believe it was this week on it and appro- approving it. Where, but as part of it, there's it's like twenty eight day notice given, which we had kind of talked about like they were a couple weeks ago that it was rumored that they were looking into it. I think. I think it's it's a stupid fucking idea, and it screws <laughs> screws a lot of shit up. And okay. and like I agree with Mara, who said it's just plain out abusive to the fans. Gotcha. Oh well, yeah, because you're you're talking about people that potentially have committed however many dollars to be at a mm-hmm. game, and and then it just jacks up their plans. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, I don't like that at all. Um, okay, so yeah, 2023 schedule preview. 
uh, James, we can kind of go about this any which way we want. Um, you know, <clears throat> I know we've got, you know, chunks. We can look at the international games. We can look at uh, the most favorable schedules. We can look at the toughest schedules. We can look at the revenge games. We can look at, you know, like the key thing, the key takeaways. Like, you know, basically the first one I had is just the key takeaway like you talked about earlier, the Lions are going on the road in week one to play the Chiefs. First game of the season. You know, a lot of people are, are buying into this Lions hype train, and I, I like it, but, you know, I'm, I'm obviously always wanting to keep that bar down because we've been disappointed so many times in the past. But I love this game for the Lions because mm -hmm. whether they win or not, they're going to find out real fast what they're up against if they want to be a legit playoff team. And you know the Chiefs are going to want to win that game because, you know, they're going to be doing their little Super Bowl celebration first week, you know, and, uh, you know, they're not going to want to disappoint their fans against the Lions. And so uh, so I think it's it's a really good test for the Lions. It's It's, hey, people are, like, going crazy about you guys. You better get in there and fight this one out, man. And and even if they lose, it's like you got to like make it look good. You got to be real close in that game. And and I don't, you know. And then like I said, even if they lose, even if they get beat down, it's uh it's a wake up call for them. It's like no, you're not there yet. And so um, I think a lot can be learned from that game for the Lions, man. Yeah, I agree with you there. And there there was like some weird stat at some point where like there was like five years in a row. Um, or something, or some ridiculous amount of time, and I'm trying to look it up, it, it just popped in my head, where the NFL kickoff game winner won the Super Bowl that year. Really? Yeah. Or oh, went man. to the Super Bowl that year. Okay. I like those kind of stats, man. Those are always fun ones. It's like, yeah, you know, like, really does it mean anything at all? It's just maybe coincidental, but it's kind of cool. Yeah, let me. I'm trying. I'm. Uh, I'm gonna look it up on the fly, and I'm gonna have. I'll have more. Sure. More yeah. of it, but there was there was some some weird stat like, and it was like in the 2000s. All right. So yeah, while you're looking that up, James, I I pulled up an article from Eric Edholm, lead draft writer on NFL.com. And he did, in his opinion, what are the most favorable schedules for this year. And so he looked at things like the opponent's, uh, you know, win percentage, like strength of schedule. Uh, he looked at, like, um, you know, where you're playing, when you're playing. Is it on the road? Is it a primetime game? Is it whatever? You know, his article kind of, like, talks about sort of his method for the madness and uh, and so he comes up with what he thinks are the most favorable schedules. And he's got the Saints at the top of that list. Um, you know, he's saying that they have a, a strength of schedule of 0.427, which is 31st. Uh, then he's got the Panthers in second with a 0.453 strength of schedule, which is 27th. After that, he's got the Colts. 0.434, which is 29th. Then he's got the Jags, 
.477, which is 23rd, and then he's got the Bears, .497, which is 18th. .497, I mean, you're almost like right in the middle at 500 there for your uh, your opponent's win-loss record. But, um, you know, and, and for each of these, he gives a little tidbit on, you know, why he likes them, even though, you know, like the strength of schedule doesn't like perfectly line up, you know, but... Um, and then, and then I, I'm trying to find out if it's him did the same for a toughest schedules. It is him. I just pulled up that one as well. And that one, um, that one, he's got the, the Patriots have the toughest schedule with a .549 strength of schedule, which is third. He's got the Rams is the second toughest with a .533, which is ranked ninth. Then he's got the Cardinals with a .519, which is 11th. The Chiefs with a .512, which is 16th. And then Buffalo with .542, which is 7th. Um, and, then, I mean, that's tough. Like, you know, I think when you look at the most favorable schedules, uh, you know, good for Derek Carr landing with the Saints and maybe having, uh, like, an easy transition because, you know, he's got to learn a new playbook. He's got to get acclimated with all new guys around him. That could make it a soft landing for him, which is nice. Um, you know, Carolina, you know, they got their new franchise quarterback of the future. You give him a little bit of a softer schedule. Maybe that helps kind of get him off on the right track. Uh, I like that. You know, flipping it over to the toughest ones, you got the Patriots at the top. You know, they're trying to bounce back, and they've got the toughest schedule or the toughest, you know, schedule in this guy's opinion. It's going to make it real hard for them. And then the Rams, we know the Rams are like desperate to bounce back and it's going to be an uphill battle with the amount of attrition they've had on the roster. Anyhow, you factor in now they got the toughest schedule. Hypothetically, it's going to make it that much harder for them. Arizona, I think it doesn't even matter for them. Everybody knows this is a wasted year for Arizona, but you know, the third hardest strength of schedule. I mean, what does that mean? Could they be one of these teams that wins one or two games? I think it's possible. You know, I guess we'll find out. But uh, And then the last two guys, Kansas City and Buffalo, I'm not worried about either of them. They're like in that, that tip-top tier of the NFL where even with a hard strength schedule like this, unless they have major injuries, you know they're going to find a way to fight their way into the playoffs. So I found the set, and it was a little bit different than what I – I thought so. Sure. Yeah. Since since the league had um has started the Thursday night game as the Super Bowl champion and their banner ceremony to open the season, only three teams have lost the opening night game after okay. the banner ceremony. It was the Rams last year, the Patriots the year uh, in 2017. Not the year before, 2017, and the 2012 Giants. Okay, and so how far back does this go that they've been doing this? 2004. Okay. Um, With the exception it, of um, 20, was it 2019, 2020, something like that. Whatever, whenever the hundredth season was, gotcha. because they didn't on Thursday night bat for the hundredth season. They had the Packer Packers Bears game on that Thursday night instead of the Patriots. Gotcha. Okay. Well, you know, still good to know, I suppose. 
All right, James, why don't we take so a look was, at the... It was, uh, there was two years in 2013 because the Orioles refused to reschedule a regular season game to allow the Ravens to host the Thursday night game in 2013. Okay. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, you know, I thought next next chunk here we could just take a look at the international games. And so... Oh, I uh, have opinions here. You have a what? I have opinions here. You have opinions here? Well, do you want to yeah. lead the, uh, so, you know, this piece of it so so a couple things i saw on the international games was was first of all jacksonville is playing back-to-back weeks um overseas and the schedule release actually has it wrong because it has jacksonville or the schedule grids i've seen has it wrong because it has jacksonville as a home game home game for a home team for both games where one of the road road team every grid i've seen it's it's the week six week five game Buffalo is the home team, where and Jacksonville is is the road team. But every every schedule grid I've seen has had it the other way. Okay. Um, the first of all, Jacksonville hosts in London, and it's been rumored that if they they relocate a team to London, it would be Jacksonville because I believe they're coming up on um on that time where Khan had to keep. Jaguars in Jacksonville, Jacksonville per the sales contract. Okay. We purchased the team, and Khan has a lot of ties to London. I believe he owns Man U. Okay. And one of them, Man U or Man City, I can't remember which one he he owns, and so he kind of he has a lot of he has those ties to London. The one part of the, the Germany schedule. I hate. I hate the fact that they put Miami, Kansas City in Germany because that's robbing the Chiefs fans because it's a home game for the Chiefs. It's robbing the Chiefs fans of the Tyree Kill return to Arrowhead. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Um, I just I don't I don't like like that. I thought they there were other games that they could have could have put there that wouldn't have been as as bad, like I mean, like you could have you could have put almost any game that the Chiefs were playing in London or any of the home games in London that week. Like you could have put Philadelphia there, or because Philadelphia and Philadelphia plays Miami, and the like. There's there's some finagling to do, but. But like, I just don't like the Miami. I feel like it wouldn't be a good a good choice either. But okay, um, you could put you could put one of the division games there, like the Chargers or something. Sure. Yeah, yeah, and so you know, I guess just uh, just to kind of back it up for anybody who's watching. So the NFL has selected five games for international this year. You got Week Four, which is the Wembley game in London. Atlanta versus Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. Then you got week five, which is the the other Jacksonville game, also in London, but at Tottenham, uh, and that's Jacksonville versus Buffalo. Then you go to week six, so we got three in a row here. You got Baltimore at Tennessee. That one's also at Tottenham in London, so you got three there in London. Then you go week nine, so you skip ahead a couple weeks. You've got Miami versus Kansas City in Frankfurt, Germany. And then you, you just go to the next week again. 
uh, and you've got uh, Frankfurt, uh, Indianapolis at New England uh, for week 10. I don't know why I thought, I thought the Germany ones were at two different locations. I guess not. I thought they were two. It... Huh. Okay. Well, I mean, hey, that not a big deal. But yeah, so London's getting three. Germany's getting two. Um, you know, they. So I thought one, I th- I, are you sure? I I thought one was in Munich and one was in. That's what I thought. So I'm looking at, um, and maybe this NFL.com article got it wrong, but I'm looking at Nick Shook's article from May 10th. And so he's got them both at Frankfurt Stadium. Uh, and so maybe, I don't know if something changed or if, if maybe I just got it wrong. But uh, either way, you know, the German uh, fans, they freaking loved it last year. And so they're getting it twice this year. And, um, you know, I know it's hard on the players. I think that we talked a little bit offline about Jacksonville. You know, maybe it's a benefit for them playing two in a row there because, hypothetically they could just stay and they're already adjusted to the time difference and whatever mm-hmm. else. Uh, but man, it's, it's tough going there. Like whatever it is, like a six, seven hour time difference, you know, from where I'm at, you know, for you, that's like a, you know, a 10 hour difference in time. And so it's like, um, whew, you know, that's not easy to, to do. And then you got to come back and reacclimate to the States. So, yeah. So, I mean, it's for, for, the, for like, for, for for Jacksonville because they're in the East Coast, it's, it's fine. It seems like everybody but Kansas Kansas City and Indianapolis are in the Central Time Zone. Everyone else is in the Eastern Time Zone, so it's not okay. not as yeah. Nobody coming from the West Coast, rough. right? Nobody coming from the West Coast. Nobody coming um, really. No, yeah, nobody coming from the West Coast or going more than like more time zones where more than like seven hours difference because it's six hours for you i mean shit out here it's like 6 a.m the game starts yeah yeah all right so the next little chunk here i had james was about revenge games and this was based off of an article on nfl.com uh by adam rank and i I like adam rank a lot I, i don't know that i agreed with all of his revenge games uh, and so I didn't like, I didn't like list them all, but like, I just kind of noted some of the ones that I think are maybe noteworthy. Uh, he's got Philadelphia at Kansas city, which I think, you know, anybody would say, yeah, that's, that's huge. You know, that's going to be in week 11, but that's a super bowl rematch. So that's, that's a big one there. Then you got Cincinnati at Kansas city. And I'm just scrolling down to see if I can find what week that is. Um, can't i guess i didn't it's week 17 week 17 so yeah that's obviously a huge one i guess we'll find out that late in the season how much it matters for each of these teams but um you know we know that that's that's like a new hot rivalry in the nfl uh you also have buffalo at kansas kansas city like the thing i noticed with it is it's like it's good like they put the philadelphia kansas city philadelphia at kansas city on monday night but it's bad for Philadelphia. Yeah, uh, Kansas City is going to be coming back from um, from what you call it, uh, Germany. But but Philadelphia in the stretch, they have their bye week at the same time. They're both coming off off of a bye week, but then they're at Kansas City. They have a real rough stretch right there, 
where they okay. have at Kansas City, home for Buffalo, home for San Francisco. Yeah. And then at Dallas. And Kansas City, like they kind of, they have, they have, that's, that's not really, it's really an easy stretch for them. Okay. There. Where, yeah, they're coming back from Germany where they play Miami, then Philadelphia, then they're at Vegas, at Green Bay. <laughs> uh, well, yeah. And then, uh, all right. And yeah. And so then another one that I, I liked when I looked at uh, this, this was the, the Adam Rank article was uh, San Francisco's playing at Philly in week 13. And so that's obviously, you mm-hmm. know, the 49ers want to get their revenge because they were without the quarterback that we've talked so much about tonight. Mm-hmm. Uh, then some of them, you know, I don't know, like you're digging deeper. So he's got Denver at Miami, you know, talking about Vic Fangio now with the Dolphins getting a little bit of revenge. You know, when you're starting to dig down to the coordinators and stuff like that, you know, you're kind of like scraping the bottom of the barrel a little bit. But, you know, yeah, I mean, hey, there's a little bit of revenge factor there. Uh, the Colts at the Panthers, that's another one. You know, you got Frank Reich now with Carolina. Yeah, he's going to want to get one over on Indy. Uh, I get that. Um, and then, you know, they had the Patriots at the Raiders. And so it's like, oh, Josh McDaniels, Bill Belichick. Now you got Jimmy Garoppolo in the mix. It's like, okay, I get that one a little bit. Uh, and then you got Dallas at San Francisco. And that's one that, um, I mean, geez, what was that one? That was like the, uh, like San Francisco just shut them down. Let's, let's see. I'm just looking for the note here. Yeah, basically just shut them down in the divisional round or whatever. Um, I don't know. You know, it's it's fine. But, yeah, I, I think the, the first few that we talked about are the big ones. And like you covered it, some of the stretches that these guys have in the schedule, I don't know, man. It, it could kind of, like, skew, you know, how much revenge could they actually be getting here. Yeah. I, one of my weird things with, with the schedule was how they did the buys. Okay. Like, if you, if you look at it, there's, like, and especially on the fantasy football side of things. Okay. Um, you have two weeks, weeks, week seven and week thirteen, and week thirteen. You're starting into the stretch for the for the playoffs. You're pushed for the playoffs, and some leagues even start their playoffs in week thirteen. You have six teams on a bye both those weeks. Yeah, I mean, I and, guess if you had a traditional league that hasn't adjusted for the the extra week in the schedule, yeah, I mean that would totally wreck your playoffs, man. Yeah, you have you have the Bears, the Bills, the Giants, the Raiders, the Ravens, and the Vikings on a bye in week thirteen. In week um, week seven, you have the Bengals, Cowboys, Jets, Panthers, Texans, Titans. Yep. And so. And then, and then on top of that, week ten you have Mahomes, Hurts, Herbert, all on buys at the same time. But you have weeks, you have weeks where there's no buys. Weeks. Um, oh week yeah, eight, like what is it? Week, week eight, and week 12? twelve. Week eight, and week twelve <laughs> don't have any buys. Yeah, that's and, weird, man. And four team, four teams on a buy in week five, week nine, week ten, and week eleven. Yeah. 
Yeah, I don't know. I mean, hey, you know, they, they have a whole special on NFL Network about how they come up with the schedule every year and, you know, the billions of ways that it can be done. And, you know, um, yeah, it, it's it, it is interesting. Yeah. And from a fantasy standpoint, I guess it's just hopefully you've adjusted so that your playoffs are going to be 15, 16, 17. And then you don't have to worry because there's even a there's even look. There's even two buys in week 14, man. That's like going late into the season. Yeah, that, that is late in the season. And and remember, I'm not saying that either of these teams are going to make that push, but but in, when the Bucks won the Super Bowl, they had their buy in week like four, in week 14. Yeah, I think if yeah, I think that the good teams want that late buy, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and I, you know, I don't know. I haven't looked at the stats. I used to always kind of speculate that the good teams got the later buys. Uh, but like, I mean, when you would look at this Arizona week 14, that's not, you know, yeah. Washington week 14, that's not. And so I don't, you know, I think that that's just maybe me just being a, a grumpy old man, but, <laughs> you know, not a lot to really support that. Yeah. But the, like, like I'm, a couple weird things I saw is. Yeah. So the the Giants have two, three, four, five, six, seven, nine home nine away games this year. Okay. Seven of them are in the first eleven weeks of the season. Wow, that's that's um, hang on, I'm I'm just pulling them up. And they have a lot of stretches. They have so they're giants home away away home away away home home away 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 home. Wow, yeah, that's that's rough, man. That's a yeah. I don't I don't like that for them. Um, Yeah, I mean, they finish four out of six at home with a bye in there. So it's like if they can get through that that early stretch like you're talking about, their, their, you know, their run to the playoffs could be good. But, like, yeah. their season could be screwed before they even get to their bye week, man. Right. And it's, and, but it's, it's, not like, it's not like the league had to do that because, like, the Jets were going to be at home. Because, yeah. And one, two... Let's see one, two. I'm only seeing two. Three. Well, yeah, and I, yeah, and I guess looking at that, um, three of the games, the Jets are are home. Oh man! All right, so so all right. Can I can I just like shift gears for a second? Because I'm okay. looking at Dallas now. So Dallas has four out of their first six on the road, and they have three out of their last four on the road. That's that's a hose job, man. <laughs> wow, I didn't, I missed that. That's dude. That's like somebody said, "Hey Jerry, you know, bend down, touch those toes," because <laughs> for a team that's desperate to get in playoffs and do something. Uh, wow, they're not making it easy for them. 
Well, but, but like, if you, you want to go there, like, starting in week yeah. 13, look at the Lions. Away, away, home, away, away, home. Yeah, I'm just looking at it. So from week 13, oh, yeah. So they got four out of their last six on the road. And and Denver's the, Denver's the same way. Yeah. Yeah, let's see. Let's just keep scrolling here. Yeah, I think it's at the end of the season's critical. Like you pointed out for the Giants, the end of the season might not even matter for them because they're getting it so hard to start. Mm-hmm. But for a lot of the teams, it's like, you know, those last three, four games can be critical. And if you got three of them on the road, there, it, there's there's more teams. Like, here's another one is, uh, yeah, the Jets have three out of four to finish on the road. Uh, Pittsburgh has three out of four to finish on the road. Yeah, I want to look at Pittsburgh's schedule. I don't know. Pittsburgh, early on, not bad. Two at home, two away, home, by, away, home, home, home. Three at home in a row. That's nice for them. Away, uh, away. I, Pitt, Pittsburgh's schedule's not bad, minus those last four being three out of them on the road. But, um, yeah, man, it's interesting. That's interesting. Yeah, and, you know, looking at the Lions, I thought, okay, that last matchup, you know, we're playing uh, against Minnesota. You know, with Minnesota winning the North last year and everybody believing Detroit's going to be the team to beat this year, you know, is it possible that that could end up being a critical game? Um, two, two, of the th- two of the last three games for the Lions are Minnesota. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I'm glad you pointed that out. I forgot about that. Uh I don't know. See, I feel like Minnesota is going to take a step back this year, but, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I mean, two out of three at the end, that could shift things pretty dramatically, man. Yeah. And then, and sandwich in between is that da- is at Dallas. Yeah. When the fuck, when the fuck is Dallas going to travel to Detroit? It seems like we go to Dallas all the fucking time. Yeah. It does seem that way. Yeah. I've, I've been to a, a game against Dallas at Ford field, but it was like 10 years ago, man. Are you Googling that right now? Yes. Yeah, it's it's sticking with you, isn't it? Yeah, that... When... Yeah, and while you're looking at that, you know, the one game that, that stood out to me as uh, being interesting is week eight, you got Carolina against Houston, uh, and it's in Carolina, but I... Um, I like that because you got like these top two quarterbacks that got drafted this year mm-hmm. getting to square off. Two young, hopefully up and coming franchises getting to go at it. Uh, that could be cool. And then Carolina, they're playing Indy the following week, which Anthony Richardson could be rolling, and that could be another fun one to watch. And so, you know, you get to see these young bucks start slinging it, and that's the middle of the season, man. So like by then, we'll have a pretty good idea of like, is this really just like you know they're they're roughing it through that first year like so many quarterbacks do or are we seeing some like rare talent with any of these guys by then and so i'm excited for some of those games man so three of the last 10 times dallas has played detroit dallas and detroit have played have been in detroit three of the last 10 okay yeah 
Like so, the, apparently, I don't remember this. In 2019, they they played in Detroit. 20, 20, 2020, last year they played at Dallas. Um, the year before, 2018, they played at Dallas. 2016, they played at Dallas. 2015, they played at Dallas. So 2019, 2013, and 2007. Okay. All right, so I'm just looking at some maybe spicy Week 18 matchups. You got Pittsburgh's at Baltimore. You know, one of those guys could be fighting for a playoff spot. You got Buffalo at Miami. Man, mm-hmm. I don't know, man. Miami was like so streaky last year. I think I I I think the South is kind of like it. I'm I'm sorry. I skipped up to the next one after that. So Buffalo at Miami, like I see Miami, Miami was streaky last year, but I see them starting to put stuff together there. Okay. Yeah. Detroit, Minnesota. That's one we talked about. Kansas city in the chart at the chargers. Yeah, that's cool. I like that matchup. That's that's probably about it. I don't know. Maybe the Giants at Philly. That I mean, if the Giants can hang in there, if they you know, can they hang can in be, there, yeah, they could be fighting for a playoff spot. You know, I think Jacksonville, Tennessee. Yeah, see, I don't even know what to make of um, Tennessee going into this year, man. It just seems like it just seems like they're going the wrong way, man. <laughs> Uh, I mean, I guess if Derrick Henry can come back healthy, stay healthy, you never know. But uh, I just don't feel like they're getting it. They're not. They're just not filling in the roster for Rabel right, man. And maybe, maybe some of it that's his own fault because I'm sure he's got some input on it. But it just seems like the talent level every year uh, either stays the same or it gets worse. Yeah, it. I think it gets worse every year. It's like. Yeah. Yeah. Now, now you got Tannehill with Levis behind him. I mean, you know, so the pressure is going to be on him. But, you know, does that matter? I don't know. So I mean, that's hey, you know, and then I will say this. All right. So, um, and this is going to be part of question of the week, which we'll talk about, but. Uh, so out of all of this, you had four teams not get a primetime game. You had Arizona, Houston, Atlanta, and Indianapolis. And I'm just pulling up the article about the most and fewest primetime games. Um, and there was something I wanted to talk about with this. Let me see if I can find it. All right, so... Oh, this article didn't lay it out the way I wanted it to. Crap. Um, all right, so there's four teams with six primetime games. You've got the Chiefs, the Chargers, the Bills, and the Cowboys. Um, What's the other part of this article? Isn't it seven? Oh, no, because... Uh, oh, no, that one's Thanksgiving. Sorry. My fault. For Dallas, I was looking at. But Dallas, Washington's on Thanksgiving. Yeah. 
Uh, I thought this game had some more in there because, like, I thought Chicago had a decent amount of primetime games, but this doesn't. This is only giving me the most and the least. Hmm. So, so Chicago has four. Yeah, that's a lot for Chicago, man. For a team that yeah, was garbage last year. It is a lot for Chicago. And then um, what about Detroit? Because um, they had they had a handful. Detroit has two, three, four. Okay. Yeah, I mean, we should have more than Chicago, man. That's that's a bit of a ripoff for us, but so, whatever. One thing I just noticed on this, and I didn't catch this before, was New England has three weeks in a row primetime games. Really? Wow. Week, week 14, they play Thursday Night Football at Pittsburgh. Okay. Week 15, they play Monday Night Football, home for Kansas City. And week 16, they play an NFL Network game at Denver. Gotcha. That's oh. Uh, Christmas. Oh, that's that's the Christmas Eve game. Here's Christmas this year. Not Christmas Eve, but... Well, I don't know. I'm, I'm scraping the bottom of the barrel now with my notes. That's all I had, man. What else is sticking out for you, bud? I think that, that, that was kind of like like about it. Like I like I like how the NFL seems to go with the tradition of matching up have giving a team two Thursday night games in a row like or two Thursday games in a row around Thanksgiving. So like you have like like team a team that plays on Thanksgiving. Like for instance this year the Thanksgiving games are uh Washington at Dallas, Green Bay are all divisional games? Holy shit! Yeah, that's right. I'm glad you 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 Green saw Bay that. At, yeah, I Green remember Bay at about Detroit that. and San Francisco at Seattle. Yeah, and then the following Thursday night game, it's San Francisco at Dallas. Okay, and I'm sorry, it's Seattle. Yeah, San Francisco at Seattle, and it's Seattle at Dallas. Sorry. Okay, that's fine. So I thought that was interesting, which technically Dallas has three in a row national broadcast games, and so do the Lions. Gotcha. Because if you count the Thanksgiving Day like yep. game as yep. that's a national broadcast. I know then, they don't they don't consider sorry, it a prime not, time not game, but for Green us, Bay. yeah, I mean it Green is. Bay. Green Bay, not Detroit. Sorry, Green okay. Bay because Green Bay is at Detroit for the early Thanksgiving game. Then they play Sunday Night Football um, home to Kansas at, with Kansas City, and then they play Monday Night Football the following week at the at the Giants. Okay. Sweetness, sweetness. Yeah, it looks like your camera froze on me, but that's okay because I think we're getting to the end here. All right. So, did you have any other uh, schedule stuff or? Is it good time to segue to question of the week? I think that's kind of all I had with the with the schedule. I'm it's still kind of like I think there was they went, we just want it to be here tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. So so they went 
Oh Rock. yeah, there's wait, there's there's a Friday night game now, right? Did we yeah, talk about that? Black Friday game, Miami yeah. at the Jets, and the other thing I want I wanted to mention with the, and this is kind of fucked up for Jacksonville. Okay. So Jacksonville, as we said, they have the back-to-back London games. Yeah. When they come back from London, they don't have a bye. So them and Buffalo, Baltimore, those and Atlanta, those four teams that play in London don't have a bye the following week. Well, all right. So hang on here. Hang on here. All right. So Jacksonville's playing in London. What is it? Weeks five and six, or weeks four weeks, and five? Week four and five. Okay, all right. So all right. So then week six, they got a home game at Indy. Because I just saw week seven and eight, they're on the road. I was like, no way are they going to London two weeks in a row and then having to play two more on the road. Yeah. Uh, all right, so they sneak a home game in with Indy, okay? <laughs> right, they sneak a home game. It looks, like, it looks like every team that plays in London that doesn't have a bye after the London game plays at home. Okay. And that that's... I think that's fair, you know, like that's how you even it out for them a little bit. Yeah, but I, I'm surprised, and let me see, one of them, no, that can't be, okay, good. I thought, I my eye, eyes misaligned, and I thought one of the teams that didn't have a bye after a Europe game then had to come back for a Thursday night game. Gotcha. But my eyes misaligned on it, so I was like, "Oh shit, that's that's rough." <laughs> yeah, yeah, that'd be bad. <sighs> All right. But yeah, I think that that's about all I saw on the schedule. Okay. Well, let's do our question of the week then, James. So yeah, as I mentioned, we got four teams that did not get a primetime game. I want to know which one, in your opinion, got snubbed the most. And so uh, I'll just repeat it. You got the Arizona Cardinals, the Houston Texans, the Atlanta Falcons, and the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, In my opinion, the team that got snubbed the most was the Houston Texans. And the way I looked at it was that they just totally crushed the draft. Uh, They got... You know, C.J. Stroud and Will Anderson back-to-back at two and three like that. Uh, You know, I get it. They're at the bottom of the rankings, and they got to work their way up. But I just got to believe people want to see those guys on the field, man. It's so rare that a team gets two first-round picks like that, let alone two of the top three. Uh, And I think Demeco Ryans has been bringing some hype to that team. They brought in some veterans. Um, I'm not saying they're going to like light the world on fire, but I just I felt like they should have gotten at least one. Uh, and then if I had to, I'd give a runner-up to Atlanta because Atlanta really did a lot last year with very little to work with by going 7-10. and 10. Now they're bringing in B. John Robinson. Uh, man, I just, um, you know, I like I said, I'd give them – a, uh, you know, a runner's up knot or whatever, but uh, the Colts, I mean, not the Colts, uh, the Cardinals, hey, forget them. They don't deserve a primetime game. I mean, 
they're they're very obviously just going to tank this season and then start playing the year after. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the Colts, it's hard because the Colts they have they have shot themselves in the foot these last couple of years, and so you know this is kind of like a wake up call for them. But that's just my opinion, man. What do you think? So you sent me this earlier, and I kind of went through it. So I instantly discounted the Cardinals and like. Yeah. They're garbage. It's basically the reasons you said. And then I looked at it, and I thought Atlanta was the next candidate. Okay. But Atlanta got an, a nationally televised game in playing in in Europe. Okay. Then I was – so I'm between Houston and Indy. And, yeah, you say Houston killed the draft and absolutely dominated the draft. But then also Indy – I thought they've been putting some pieces together, and I like what I'm starting to see, but they do keep shooting themselves in the foot. But then I look, compared the two schedules, and Indy also has a nationally televised game. They play in Germany. Okay. So that left me Houston, because I, I looked and see where I could knock somebody out instantly. And yeah, yeah, no, that's a good way to do it. Yeah. They have... Yeah. They, they may not have a primetime game, but they have a nationally televised game. Yeah, those international games, those are better than nothing. Yeah, and in international game, those international games are also get as much hyped as a primetime game. Yeah, good point. So I think it's Houston. It's all the points you said. Like, like they're they're coming up. They they absolutely nailed the draft. They have two top ten picks. They have two top three picks yeah. <laughs> um and they can't get any love they they've done they've won four games what four games the last two seasons trying to lose yeah yeah so what, what's going to happen when they try to win is there i think what's going to happen is houston i could see um week 16 let me see what the flex to Sunday or Monday night because the for or Monday night because the Monday night game there is not a Monday night. Wait a minute, there's not a Monday night game scheduled week sixteen, week seventeen, week eighteen. Okay, that can't be right. Yeah, that seems strange. Week oh oh wait wait weeks. Christmas is Monday this year. So week 16 makes sense. Okay. If I if I remember correctly, it was Christmas Monday this year. November December. Yes, Christmas Christmas day is Monday. So you have the three Christmas games. So that that won't be flexed. Because that was my option to be flexed into a primetime slot for them. Okay. Uh, Thursday. Oh, it could be flex that they could flex that to Thursday night. Gotcha. That, that Thursday night, week 16, they have New Orleans at the Rams. And if both teams are terrible this year, they could flex um, Cleveland at Houston. Gotcha. That, that could make sense. Um, but they, or Houston at Tennessee in week 15 could be flexed. Like, there would probably be something flexed 
later in the year for them. Sure. If if they're as good as I think they're going to be. But I but they I got think, the old snub right now. Yeah, they have the old snub right now. There's there's a few games that I could a few weeks where I say, well, that game could be like it could be a primetime game, and it's not. Those could be big games. Gotcha. But yeah, so I I so I'd go with Houston on it. All right, well, we're, we're in alignment. Yeah, I like how you, uh, you know, you called out those international games with the other teams, and it's a good way to look at that as well. Um, you know, it was like last year when the Lions didn't have a primetime game, but they had the Thanksgiving game. It's like, well, that's better than nothing, but it still mm-hmm. sucked that they had no primetime games. So, uh, but we'll take it. So, uh, all right, James, that's all I got for tonight, man. You got any closing thoughts? No, I think that's all I got, too. Okay. Well, yeah. So, hey, for anybody who's still watching, we hope you like the show. Uh, If you did, give us that thumbs up or a like or whatever platform you're looking at it on. Uh, And if you haven't already, hit that subscribe button. Uh, Next week, we're more than likely doing our super early uh, record predictions. So, check us out again. And, uh, yeah. Hey, like always, James, it was fun, man. I will catch you later. All right, sounds good. Have a good one. Gridiron Grinder, hut hut hike!